Welcome to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. Hey, everybody, this is your host, Brian Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Injured List Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us here in episode 21, season one. Glad to have you. Very special episode tonight. We'll be joining my good friend, Abe Delgado, and he is the host of his own sports talk show live on Facebook every Tuesday at 8 p.m. called the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Show. I'm going to be co-hosting with him and sitting in on the episode with him to talk various sports topics and to answer a lot of the sports injury-related topics and also give my opinion and feedback on various other topics related to the world of professional collegiate and amateur sports. So tune in, call in, write in, text in, comment in, however you want to get involved. This show is all about the fans, you. And we encourage you to participate. Abe is always looking for fans to jump in there and give their opinions and discuss various topics, uh, whatever you guys want to talk about uh, as it relates to sports. So please join us. Now we're going to hear from our sponsors. But before we get into that, I want to thank one of our new sponsors, the www.transitioningveteran.com. It's a great resource for all of you veterans who are coming out of your enlisted service in the armed forces and are looking to transition back into civilian life. So if you are looking for some great educational resources or looking for some advice, you're not sure where to go or what to do next or what procedures or protocols to follow to help yourself transition back into the civilian life, then this is a great opportunity to contact the owner and creator of the website, Stephen Maielli. He's a former enlisted service member, and he's there to answer all your questions and help direct you and guide you so that you can get the most out of your post-armed forces career and transition back into civilian life with as little a hiccup as possible. He'll guide you in the directions that you need to go to get established in the VA healthcare system. He'll help you find jobs at work if that's what you're looking for. So please check it out, www.transitioningveteran.com. We're proud to be partnering with them, and we hope it's a long and fruitful partnership, and I'm sure it will be. Now, sit back. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with Abe to get the show started. This is Sean Colas with the Perkins Island Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. Hey, if you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Perkentile, mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injuryless Podcast. 
2020 and receive 25% off your purchase. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. me and you love fantasy football and you think you know everything there is to know uh we're going to be launching devil's advocate sports games that's right devil's advocate sports games is coming where you can come uh join subscribe play some fantasy we got fantasy games coming out we're going to be doing super bowl pools we're going to do knockout pools we're going to be having some fun. So put your money where your mouth is. Everybody's out there telling me they know what they're doing and their fantasy team is great. And Dom always telling me he's always picking the winner of this game and that game. So we're going to, we're going to see who knows what and have you guys win some prizes that is coming soon. So stay tuned. Thanks everybody for, for joining us tonight. And you know what? I got a call late later earlier, uh, earlier this evening, rather, uh, not a call, a text, you know, whatever you want to hit me up on Facebook, one of our proud DA Nation members wanted to say, hey, listen, I don't want to just come on the show. I want to be the show this week. I want to be your co-host. And you know what? This is where the fans are heard. I'm going to let it happen. So I'm going to go right to him because I want to talk to him about a bunch of stuff. So, uh, again, he is has his own podcast called The Injured List. Brian Scott coming to us from North Carolina. Brian, what's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Hey, man, so you wanted to be a, a little bit of a co-host this week. First thing I got to ask you, you are the guru when it comes to injuries. Giants fans have to know, Brian, is there any possibility Jan Daniel Jones can rehab his hamstring and possibly play this weekend? Um, in my professional guesstimate, no. No possibility, none. It's very slim. I think they're just going to be smart about it. I think they're just going to wait. I, I would give him probably a minimum of two weeks before he comes Ooh. back. I, I think, you know, you got to look toward the end of the season here as we're coming down to the nitty gritty. We're getting down to a really important time here. The Giants are in first place, believe it or not, in the NFC least, as it's been come to known. And uh, if you want this guy to be your guy going forward, you got to protect him and give him, put him out there oh. when he's at least 85 to 90%. You can't just throw him out there. It, it was Probably significant. I, I got to ask you this then. Why did the, he give it a go in that game? I mean, he came in for another play to throw. I understand you want to give it a try, but you can tell this guy was hobbling, still went out there and tried to throw the ball. And Joe Judge has come out and said that it is a possibility. Well, that's not what I read uh, from Joe Judge. He's basically leaving it to the medical professionals. And even he said, even they don't have a crystal ball. So he was kind of hesitant to really put a time frame on it. But, you know, we've spoken about it on this program. I've spoken about it on my podcast. We've seen it with multiple players this year. Julio Jones probably, probably being the guy who's been dealing with the hamstring in issue all season long. In and, and out, in and out. In and I out, get it. in and out, in and out. Eckler just came back and he was out for, he missed eight games. I mean, in this shortened NFL preseason, this is the kind of injuries that, tend to happen and if you're looking to try and get it into the playoffs and make something out of the season 
when you're when your big players and your stars are injured, you got to give them a chance to heal. You can't just keep throwing them out there and hope for the best, especially when it comes to hamstring injuries. We've talked about this. This is no different with Daniel Jones. His MRI was basically showing no significant tearing of the hamstring muscle tissue. So that's a good go. sign. However, given the history of these injuries, given all the things that we've talked about in the past and the things I've talked about on my podcast, you just can't rush him back. Uh, it looks like it was a pretty mild strain, which is why he probably tried to come back, and I give him credit for doing that. But as you can see, if not given proper time to heal, these things will will just continue to be nagging. And, you know, no matter how hard he tried this past weekend, he wasn't going to get back in there and be very effective. No, I get it. But you know what? It's not every week that you have the opportunity to make the playoffs and you're in first place in the NFC East. You got Seattle coming up here. And let's be honest, Colt McCoy is not the answer. And I don't think our defense can play well enough against Seattle's offense to keep us in the game without us scoring many points. We need points this week. So, I mean, the only hope we have this week, of course, is if Daniel Jones plays. Otherwise, we're taking the L. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, and then we got to see and hope Washington keeps losing. Dallas keeps losing. You know, it's just it's just really, really going to be a tough situation if he's out for two to three weeks. So, True. so you're saying minimum two weeks in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's actually very smart, and I think that's very reasonable. Um, I understand what you're saying about all these circumstances, but, you know, <laughs> the NFC least, if you're going to be in a conference where you're – starting quarterback goes down and you still have a chance to be first place and make the playoffs. This is the conference to be in. This is the division, right? That's what I'm saying. So, so I'm willing to sacrifice a week here. Now, listen, they're not favored against Seattle. Let's be honest. Uh, Seattle's defense has been very shady this year. They've let up a lot of points, but the Giants offense has also not scored a lot of points. So it really comes back down to a defensive game for them. If, if their defense cannot keep them in it, then they're then they may not have a chance anyway. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the offense is really that much better with Daniel Jones in it right now versus Colt McCoy. I mean, yes, I oh, think he's crazy. I oh, think, listen, on. I think he's the quarterback Stop of the future it. for them, but they haven't put points up on the board, man. Dude, they've been playing weak teams. This, this the, is the only chance they have is with Daniel Jones. That guy at least can, can throw the ball. I mean, Colt McCoy looks so – I mean, don't get me wrong. He's coming off cold off the bench. I get it. But, man, we have no shot it without Daniel Jones. Because, again, Seattle's defense isn't good, right? So, I think Daniel Jones can move the ball. He's been, you know, having less turnovers lately. That's been his problem. Uh, his accuracy has been an issue here and there. But you see that he was just starting to get on a roll. His completion percentage was rising. His touchdown passes were rising. Obviously, even if you tell him, listen, don't run. We're not going to do the RPO stuff. Do not run. He still gives you the best chance with his arm. Because even on that hobbled throw when he actually had to lead the game, he still completed a pass for a first down, <laughs> a crucial third down. He did. So, you know, if he just doesn't run and he's more of an Eli Manning back there for a couple of weeks, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? Even if he, he rips his hamstring, you know, and he's out for the rest of the season. Oh, well, he'll come back next year. I know, I know I'm playing doctor here, but he'll come back next year. I say you go for it. That's just me. Well, as I say many times before, and as I always say, it really comes down to what he's able to do in practice. 
So we'll see. And well, it's already Tuesday. So. If I'm the guys, I don't make them practice whatsoever. All you do is sit in an ice bath, and then you do the, the warm and the stretching and the bike, and you just rehab, 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 rehab. That's it. That's all you do all week. I wouldn't practice him at all. He knows the place. You've got to test. I mean, you're, you're gonna so you're gonna make the first yeah, play of the game. The, 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 the point. Well, you're gonna make maybe the first play of the maybe. game the time that he tests it out. You're gonna make that. No, first I mean maybe the day before, Brian. You know, I I, I get it. You gotta <laughs> test it out, see if he can go. But you know, just keep him in the pocket. Keep him in the pocket. Oh, tell him listen, don't I, run. I know they're gonna baby him leading up to the game this week. He's that's that's a given. They're gonna he's gonna be in the trainer's room two three times a day. He's not gonna be doing much on the practice field but at some point in order to kind of find out where he's at not only for the coaching staff and for the organization but for himself or his own mindset he's going to need to push it and see whether or not he's going to be able to handle the intense activity that's required so at some point he has to be able to do that and and feel comfortable in his own mind that he's going to be effective so that can only happen by stepping on the practice field before Sunday and well, you know what we need, Brian? And Brian's gonna be sticking around co-hosting for much of the show tonight. So while he's on, I'm gonna bring in another Giants uh fans perspective, our man Adam from North Carolina joining us. Uh Adam, can you hear us, buddy? I can hear you. Yo, you got you got the landscape on today. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm seeing myself regularly. Oh, there we go. <laughs> here we go. I, I, felt there. A bit, I felt a little bit upside down of what you guys were talking about here. I, I couldn't believe what I was listening to from, from Abe. I'm like, what, what is he saying? Dude, man, we got to go for it. The time is now. No. What's going to happen? He's going to get hurt again, and then you got to take him out. At least give it a try. Give it a but shot, listen, man. Hurt again. Then the season is definitely a wash. Let the man listen. The if he doesn't play, the season's a wash anyway, man. We're gonna lose to the Seattle. The worst he's gonna lose to the Browns. But the worst he's gonna miss is one, maybe two games. He's not gonna miss no more than two games. If Dude, you that. just hurt him. It's a hamstring. This could be lingering for the rest of the season, bro. There's no guarantee he's gonna come back in two weeks. They, well, I mean, we're we're gonna find out more. He had his MRI what last night or yesterday. I don't know if the results came in. So they they haven't said yet. There's an outside chance they said he might play this week. I'm like, dude, that, that's what I heard. You know, listen, let the man rest. They're going to Seattle. It's a long flight. It's hard to win over there. The odds of winning that game are slim. I mean, they would have to play. Why is it slim? Ball. Did you see the game last night? I watched Seattle eat world beaters, bro. Their defense is terrible. They gave up 17 points. Did you see they, they, they let they let the Eagles stay in that game to the very end of the game, and they didn't even and the Eagles didn't even have a first down until the middle of the second quarter. If that's the case, then we shouldn't have any problem. Listen, Colt McCoy hasn't played a game in 14 months. He's not a horrible quarterback. He is a horrible quarterback. Stop it. If he doesn't turn the ball over, like he did against Seattle, Cincinnati, if he doesn't turn the ball over, he has a chance to win the game then. If the defense plays the way they've been playing, the defense has been playing great. We're holding teams down. We're making turnovers uh, most of the time. So listen, if if we can get to Russell and keep him moving and and somehow hold him off. That's what I'm saying. I feel like we got a shot, even with an injured Daniel Jones, because I feel like our defense is coming is on the come, man. We are 
We are playing solid on D. The defense won that game. You were just as nervous as I was when that kid ran it back to the 50-yard line and it's like 45, 50 seconds left on the clock. I'm like, oh, here we go. They're going to get in field goal range and we're going to lose this game. There, there's a silver lining in all this, guys. The silver lining is that, like, like you said, Abe, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were able to keep it close and Carson Wentz played horrible. <laughs> So if you can do that with Colt McCoy back there and the Giants defense can hold them in the game, I think you have just as much a chance winning with Colt McCoy and giving Daniel Jones an extra week to rest. Colt McCoy McCoy is terrible. First of all, he has no arm strength, okay? You saw those passes he was throwing at the – he almost lost that game for us. He hasn't played in 14 months. Give the guy – Good. Jesus. Good. There's other guys that haven't played in 14 months who will come in and play better than that. Well, listen, you if, you, if, you're, if you don't want guys, this to you be know a what lingering... I'm doing if I'm the Giants right now? You know what I'm doing right now if I'm the Giants? I'm calling Eli. I'm going, yo, yo, it's been less than two years. You know the plays. Shoot, I'll, I'll take Eli. He doesn't know the plays. He's got a whole new offensive. Effort. He'll learn him. He'll learn him in a week. Well, that's what Colt McCoy needs to do. He needs to listen. Wayne Goldman has been playing great. You're going to lean heavily on the run. Since Seattle doesn't have much of defense, you try to run on them, do some screen passes. I mean, I think, I think, me personally, I really think that, um, then, um, that what's the name, the offensive coordinator, I can't, oh my God, Garrett has been doing very well with, with the play calling, considering um, the offensive line has gotten, oh my God, tremendously better since week one and two, where Saquon ran negative yards. I mean, I really feel like if Saquon was healthy right now, he'd probably be running like crazy right now. But anyway, listen. If I you, just, I just if feel you, like they have a chance. If you, but. sorry to cut you off there, but if yeah. you take, uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you take um. the um, expert, uh, the experience of Colt McCoy, and you add that into the equation, and you factor in that, okay, let's say Daniel Jones plays, he's not going to be the same mobile guy he was normally, right? right? And mm-hmm. like, like. Adam said you you add in the run game because Gallman's been rushing very well. He scored five touchdowns in the last five weeks. Dude, Saquon didn't even do that as a giant. And you ground and pound and you make the passes when you need to. You have, I feel like, just as much a chance to beat Seattle as you did if Daniel Jones is in there with a not healthy hamstring. Now, if you want that right. hamstring to be a problem the rest of the season, then you start him this week. If you want him to be a, a, a not a problem the rest of the season, then you give him an extra week to rest. A, and a pull up. I mean, that'd be another. I wanted to. Um, I didn't have a chance because I was just running in here. But um, you can pull up Washington. I don't. I don't remember who Washington. I think they're playing Baltimore or yeah. I think Dallas is playing Baltimore. Washington's playing San Fran, who looked pretty decent this last week. Um, who cares who Philly's playing? They're just trash. I don't think they're gonna probably win a game all season at this point. They're just a mess. Are they gonna play Jalen Hurts? My but problem, they honestly, my problem right now isn't even Washington. My problem is Dallas because right. Dallas's schedule is the easiest out of all of us. Well, here's the good news that Bol- they're playing Baltimore. I think yeah, night after that, so that gives them a better chance to beat in Dallas with Lamar Jackson there because their defense is still not great. So with Lamar there running the ball and passing the ball, hopefully they can pull a win out against Dallas, and that'll help us. So, I mean, if we get a tiebreaker with Washington, that's good for us. It's going to probably come down to that last game against Dallas, maybe. So, I mean, listen, I don't, I'd rather, I'd rather lose this week. I think we have a good chance. Arizona looks okay. They're not – I think they're still beatable. Cleveland is beatable. Baltimore might be tough, I think. 
Um, and then we play Dallas. So, I mean, listen, we get two more games, two more. I think we can lock in that division and be in the playoffs. And listen, it's like the lottery. You never know what could happen when you get in the playoffs. Speaking of, what a segue. Speaking of the lottery, Adam, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Devil's Advocate is expanding their brand. Thank you, everybody, for watching out there. We are going to be uh, launching Devil's Advocate games. Be on the lookout for it. If you guys like fantasy football, you like picking um knockout pools and, and super bowl boxes um it'll be coming out soon devil's advocate sports game look for it on the page soon also guys um what else happened this week finally the ravens and steelers are actually going to play a game soon right it's man it's crazy, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Tomorrow, tomorrow i think what is that seven or five or something crazy it's at 3 40 in the afternoon so set your dvrs Holy crap, I thought it was at five. You want to know why? You want to know not why it's at three? Because they have the, the tree lighting, that NBC Friday night schedule. Tree lighting in Rockefeller Center. And we've seen what the tree looks like, right? I mean, we're hopefully they like sprayed it or did this something. Year. Oh, we didn't see it this year. I don't know. We can't. Well, I saw pictures of it and it looked terrible. But we'll see. Well, maybe it, it came down with COVID. Jeez. <laughs> probably did come down with COVID. Uh, Adam, what else is on your mind, bro? What else did you well, see? Yeah, we got that game, obviously. Um, and then that affected a lot of the NFC East stuff. So now, like I said, so now I think there's like two or three Monday football games next week that possibly one could move to Tuesday. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's going to – hopefully that helps the Giants out, having Washington and Dallas play um, – Washington playing 49 is in San Francisco. So San Francisco run the ball really good. But I'm telling you, man, Washington's defense looked pretty good. I don't know if you watched any of that game, but Washington, man, with Montez Sweat and Chris, was it Chris Young? What's the um the guy? Chase, that, Chase Young. Chase Young. Man, they are balling. That that we gotta get a defensive end. Defensive end. The other thing I was looking at, I was reading an article too that I thought was very interesting. I was looking at already, I know kind of jumping to conclusion. I was looking at free agents at the end of this year, and I think a great fit for the Giants would be Allen Robinson from the Bears. He don't want to be there no more. He don't want I think that would be a great fit for the Giants and Daniel Jones. You just gotta feel that that dude catches everything. I don't know if you ever watch any of the Bears game, but he catches everything you throw to that guy. So I definitely um, want that guy so bad on the Giants. Just throwing it out there to the universe. Making some positive. <laughs> I gotta give a shout out to my man Dal Bryan out there. He's telling you, Eli. I, I I know I'm half joking, man, but give that guy a week or two to prepare. Oh man, man, it'll be the story of the year. Can you imagine? That would make some great headlines for sure. Anyway, make some great headlines. Anyway, well, and then I can break out my Eli jersey again. Record. If he lose, if he comes in and lose a game, then he's gonna be under 500 in his record. <laughs> He's right now. Oh, guys, I want to do a quick recap of last week's game with you guys. So there, there was some major, major disappointments that I saw last week. Um, just going rolling through some of the scores. The Texans rolled over the Lions. Uh, obviously, we know Matt Patricia got fired. But yeah. what sucks about that is Will Fuller is out now for six weeks because of uh, PED suspension. He's out for the season. I thought he got suspended for the season. Yeah, well, games. So yeah, that's the rest of the season. Yeah. Six games. So, somebody else got suspended too for substance. Um, somebody else from Houston came out. Um, oh really? Well, I didn't. Do that. It was not a, like a major player, but yeah, he got suspended as well. 
apparently with Filipula statement out saying that he didn't know. Oh yeah, I he saw trusted that. Somebody, he trusted somebody to give him the medication. And You're putting it in your body, idiot. Come on. Yeah, man. You gotta know I, that's a bogus body. excuse that ne that, yeah, yeah, that doesn't on. carry any weight, man. And they, guys, me, they use these excuses all the time. It's bogus. Own it, bro. Own it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like you mentioned, Washington rolled over the Cowboys, 41-16. You know what I took out of that game, too? This kid, I guess I've been uh, not watching too closely, but this kid, the running back on Washington, looks really good. This kid, Gibson, man. No, I don't think you've been sleeping on him. I think it was just a fluke kind of thing, dude. <laughs> There's no way that guess, dude puts that up, those numbers up every week. Well, he's been doing good, man. I mean, he's not he horrible, but I think I think that score doesn't really say the story because they scored two touchdowns within the, like the last two minutes of the game. Like they just they that interception by Montez Sweat or whatever that thing was pretty sick. So I think, um, but yeah, I mean they pretty they didn't. I mean it was a close game for a while. There. It was like seventeen fourteen. It was close. I mean I I didn't get to watch all of the game because I was getting my turkey ready. But well, this was the one that surprised me because I had them close to being in my top five last week. The Raiders. Get destroyed by the Falcons, forty-three to six. That was it. Carr did not look good. Nobody showed up. Jacobs couldn't run the ball against the. He got hurt too. I think he hurt his ankle. Who Jacobs? Jacobs he exited the game. I think uh, toward the end or something. Oh man, what? A, I mean, that was surprising to me. Very, very surprising. I'm shocked. I don't even like. I'm in a pool and only like. I couldn't believe like, pick Atlanta. I was like, why are you picking Atlanta? Who would pick Atlanta in that game? And man, they probably made some money. All right, I'll tell you who leaped into my top five this week, and that would be the Tennessee Titans. What a game that was. King Henry is heating up. They got a legit. He's carrying them. He's carrying them. Would be one of the teams that could knock off either Pittsburgh or Kansas City in an AFC title game because. If they just run the ball and consistently give him the ball 25 to 30 times a game and sprinkle in a long throw to Brown, and Brown's a beast. That guy's unbelievable. And Tannehill's just good enough, right? He's one of those uh, game managers, I would say, right? But as long as you don't 45 turn points, man, 45 points on the Colts. Everybody had the Colts on the come up last week, so the Titans really. But then you got the Panthers losing to the Vikings in a thriller by one point. Um, both teams really don't have much of a shot at the playoffs. But here's another disappointment with the Cardinals losing to the Patriots. Now the Patriots are five and six. They're not out of it. Uh, did anybody watch that game? That at was all Belichick, dude. He figured out uh, Kyler Murray. They had a good Belichick? scheme against them. Yeah. Did you see that? Were you watching that game? I watched it. I was watching some of it. So you know what they were doing because he's so short. What the defensive line was doing, or like the linebackers, they were pretending like they were in a rush at him, and they and just jump? back. So when he throws the ball, he's so short. They could just jump and bat them. They must have had yeah. – I watched a couple of plays. I was like, dude, that is so smart by Belichick. That's just great coaching. Think, They're the first team that really shut him down. Yeah, they, like, jump backwards, and they just jump up so that his ball – the ball can't get over their heads. Yeah, they locked <laughs> him up. He did nothing. Thing. Like, he didn't that is he exactly had very – Well, I mean, it's so simple, though, when you really think about it. That's the one of the 5'8 quarterback, dude. You've got to have a 6'3", 6'4", tall guy. I mean, that's the whole reason. I hope Patrick. I hope Patrick Graham was watching that. So when they play the Giants, we know how to how to play against them. Because well, I'm sure it's on tape. Start rushing him. He's gonna bolt out of there. And, right. well, and they were also they were able to contain him. I mean, they yeah. didn't really really rush much either. I mean, they were able to keep him in the pocket yep. and make him make the throws. Yep. And here's a sneaky good team at eight and three. 
everybody's just bashing them because they're barely beating teams like the Jaguars, but the Browns are eight and three. Not enough, not enough is said about um, their backfield, especially Nick Chubb, 19 carries 144 yards and a touch. Um, how good are the Browns? I mean, do you guys think the Browns can make any noise in the playoffs? Well, they're, they're, they're healthy, right? Aside from OBJ, of course, but their two running backs were out at the start of the year. Now they're both back. And um, they're good. starting to kind of live up a little bit to their uh, expectations. Uh, I think it's another, and I hate to be cliche about it, but I think it's the same thing. I think if, if Baker Mayfield doesn't turn over the ball, their running game is so strong that they're going to eat tons of clock on you. And as long as they don't turn the ball over and the defense is Miles Garrett comes back in uh, a week or so, I don't, you can check on that one, Brian, see what Miles Garrett is. If he's coming, he didn't play the last two games. So imagine when he's comes back, that defense is going to be even better than what they are now. Vernon's playing well. Um, you got um, what's the name on the corner for um, that plays good too, Denzel Ward. So yeah, they. Um, I, I mean, I think they're decent. Like obviously, you don't put them in your top five. I mean, they're pretty mm. mediocre teams, but they're they're good. I mean, they're not in my top five, but they're listen. Say what you want. They're eight and three. They're eight and three in a hard division, right? They're in the AFC North. That's a tough division. Yeah, but their three losses were all division games, right? It was they still got to play the Pittsburgh one more time. They got to play. I think did they play? Did, did they play Baltimore twice? I think two of their losses were from Baltimore. Well, they play the Giants. <laughs> yeah, so, so they, they played Giants. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk, but I think it's a winnable game versus the Giants too. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, as long as we got the the key to stopping them is stopping that run as best as you can. Because their offensive line knows how to push when it comes to when it comes to running the ball. If you notice, they they can push forward, but when it comes to a pass protecting, man, they can't they can't give Baker more than about maybe like two seconds before he's trying to scramble, and he's just not good when it comes to scrambling on the run. You can see that everybody. Can so see Miles that. Garrett was on the uh, COVID uh, injured reserve. He's been activated today, so okay. he he's should be back in. Okay. He is such a beast. He's such a difference maker on defense. It's unbelievable. So we'll see. I mean, my, my thing of it is if um, if Baker Mayfield can continue to be humble and not expect to throw up numbers, because everybody's dogging him and he doesn't have the numbers, but I'll take wins over numbers all day, and that'll still make you a good quarterback in this league if you just keep winning. So they're 8-3. You never know what's going to happen with those guys. And then um, what else? Oh, another surprise was – the Rams getting beat by the Niners, who are basically limping all around. All the, their team has been decimated with injuries all year. They still wind up pulling out a victory. The Rams is one of those teams that they're like could be one of the best teams in the league one week, and then they they don't show up the next. What's going on with the Rams? Well, I, I think one, it was a divisional game. Again, division games are always tough. I don't care how bad your team is; it's always hard to a division game. And they did um. I guess he's a playmaker, man. Debo Samuel came back this week, and he looked good. And as he's awesome, Nate Mullins, whatever, is not throwing picks. They That's have a okay, with a backup quarterback too. They got they, they got Mostert. Like the Mostert's they back got too. good running game. No matter who's the running back, they have a good running game. So yeah, they got Mostert, Mostert. came back finally too. Yeah, Mostert. he's good. Mostert. Oh yeah, that's it. That you got another good running back in the mix coming back. And I think McKinnon was back too this week. So. Yeah, man. I mean, if they run the ball on you, you and you can't stop them, they're gonna win. That's just how the 49ers operate. Well, we'll see. I mean, they're now. I mean, that's a big loss by the Rams. They had a real chance of of uh, 
really getting close to Seattle. But if Seattle wins a couple more games, that division is over. Speaking of it's Seattle, true. they beat the Eagles. We saw Green Bay. I mean, the Bears. What do you do if you're the Bears at this point? I mean, if the coach is calling out the team. Tank for Trevor. <laughs> They can't tank. The, the Jets already got that on lockdown. I know. <laughs> Unbelievable. They should have thought about that before they were in the first five games of the season. It was not and good. It, I, I just stopped watching that game. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be I mean, the hot eight and three, you know, it's the funny. This is probably the worst Packer team to be eight and three. Because Ooh. does anybody have confidence in this team doing anything? I, I think they, they do. They have confidence. They have confidence. That's all they need, man. They yeah. they play lights out offense. Their defense could be suspect at times. But man. against legit top playoff teams, dude, I don't think they have a shot. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they get points all they want, but they give it. it the, I call it the year of the COVID, man. Anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> teams are winning. You don't even know. Like it's crazy. That defense just gives up weights. They, they gave up 25 points to the Bears, for Christ's sake. And then, of course, we got to talk about the Buccaneers. Like, what is going on with the Bucs? What's going on with Tom Brady? This is not your father's Tom Brady. This guy looks terrible. He's already got more picks than he's had in, in probably a decade. Um, what, do you, what do you do with this? And now you can see the media is trying to pit Tom Brady against Bruce Arians, right? Because Arians tells it like it is, man. His quarterback's not playing well, and he ain't afraid to say it. So, Brian, what do you think about Tom Brady this year? What's going to happen? He uh, came out of the gates pretty quick, and it looks like he's starting to maybe show a little bit of the, his age now. I don't know. I mean, you know, when you, change of scenery. He's getting a little older. He's coming off his you know, upteenth Super Bowl win. I mean, what is he really playing for anymore? Like maybe he's just not all there mentally. Maybe he's just lost a little spark uh, when it comes to his love or passion. Who knows? I mean, who knows, dude? But physically, he started out on fire. I mean, he looked like Tom Brady of old, but he's starting to fizzle of late. You got to wonder if it's physical or mental with him. Who knows? Maybe it's just uh, maybe it is the coaching staff. Maybe it's, there's some miscommunication there. Maybe it's just not a good rapport that they had at the beginning of the year. You know, sometimes things start taking a turn in a different direction and relationships start to um, flounder a little bit when the coaches and players and maybe that's what we're witnessing. Who knows? It's, it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard to say, but you know, they, they've got a tough road. They, they had a pretty tough schedule. Uh, they played a bunch of good teams now. Like I think they have one of the tougher schedules out there. Listen though, but with that talent pool, I mean, you're talking yeah. Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronkowski, Braith, Three running backs. I mean, nobody even realized they still have McCoy. It's like, what is going on with this I think team? That, that should be win. Just like Cleveland had. You had all these superstars on one team, and then, you know, they're not clicking well. They're not there yet clicking, and they didn't have a good offseason. And then you bring in Diva Brown in the middle of it, and you're trying to get him acclimated. <laughs> He's fine, though. He hasn't been bitching or anything yet. No, oh, not that we know of. I mean, anyway, but, yeah, I mean, again, it – it could be a lot of what Brian said, but I, I feel like it also could be like he's trying to feed everybody and well, he's trying to force the issue. Why don't you try running? The, they, I mean, they're not running the ball much. They need to run, I think, run, try to run the ball a little bit more. Yeah, and, they might be relying a little bit more too much on Tom. On the pass, yeah. yeah. I think they need to run with Ronald Jones and Barnett and then and then do some play. He used to be really good with play action. I don't even see. Well, that's the thing. Action. They even mentioned there has not been many play action plays called whatsoever not even one in the last couple of weeks not one play action pass that's crazy which is amazing so uh 
deep a lot too. He's trying to go. He's trying to throw bombs. Like he's throwing deep a lot, and he's not being accurate with the deep ball. But we'll see, guys. You're watching Devil's Advocate Sports Talk. We are live every single Tuesday night at eight o'clock, where you can come on. Fans can be heard. This is not my show. This is our show, where people can actually come on, voice their opinions, and tell it like it is from a fan's perspective. We're here with Brian. We're here with Adam. Adam, before I let you go. Anything on your mind that you need to get off your chest before I get to Brian, who's been patiently waiting down here? Nothing. I just I feel bad for Brian. I mean, he, if he does, if he wants to become a Giants fan and leave the Jets, <laughs> I totally would understand. I, I like they even had a shot to beat Miami at one point. I don't know what happened with Miami. They, they, maybe they were toying with them or something. But I couldn't watch any more of that game either. It was kind of sad. But um, yeah, man, uh, nothing much. I'm just gonna say two words and hopefully the 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 goes out. Allen Robinson. That's all. I'm just, I, <laughs> let's get Allen Robinson. Nice to win. Cole McCoy. Don't throw. Don't throw any turnovers. And let's just play smart ball. And if our defense can hold them, we got a chance to win. It's hard to win in Seattle. I don't think we're going to win. But I, I'm just going to root that Dallas loses to the 49ers. 49ers have another good game. I just. I'm already having nightmares seeing Wilson run around for like 15 minutes and then throw it deep to Lockett and Metcalf for a touchdown. I mean, I don't know. Probably will but happen. Thanks for joining us, bud. We'll see you next week. Let's go, Giants. Later, man. All right, guys. That's Brian in North Carolina. I'm sorry, that was That's Adam in North Carolina. And I'm Brian here in North Carolina <laughs> as well. So uh, thanks for joining us, guys. We're going to go right to our next guest because he's been patiently waiting. I don't think he's going to want to talk about the Jets, at least – I hope he doesn't want to talk about the Jets, but I know he wants to talk about Notre Dame. What's going on, Mr. Eichen in Long Beach? Yeah, I would I would not wear Jet stuff either if I were you. I don't mind wearing my Jet stuff. You know, <laughs> I, I know what the season is. I know what it's going to tell. Like, I mean, still, overall, I think they have a better record in the last four years than the Giants, even though they haven't won a game this year. So, so talk to me. What did you see last week? Do you want to talk some college football? You want to talk something else? Do you want to talk about Mike Tyson against Evander Holyfield coming? Well, I think <laughs> to me, to me, Mike Tyson. I didn't get to see it, but from what I watched in replays and everything else, he didn't look bad. Yeah. I really believe that he, he was told that he wasn't allowed to knock anybody out. So I think he, that you know, going distance has always been his issue. So how do you have a fight and somebody tells you, "Hey, listen, guys." You can't knock each other out. Well, then don't freaking fight. What did we pay for? It's ridiculous. It was an exhibition. It's nobody, nobody gave the message to the guy that Nate Rod Ray Robinson was fighting. That's Somebody different. should have given They weren't told that. that. These are professionals that former professionals that were told not to. Poor Nate. I think they're, I think they're more worried about Roy Jones Jr.'s head exploding if he got hit Correct. by Tyson. Yeah. Well, he did get hit with a nice right hook. I did see a right hook at some point. Right been to a, lot the of, uh, a lot of the sportscasters were concerned about uh, Roy Jones Jr.'s. Um, rain going into this one Which, uh, i put out i put out a post right before that fight i said don't sleep on roy jones you did roy jones jr was one of the best boxers in history and let me tell you something he only fought less than two years ago was his last fight mike tyson hadn't fought in 15 years so. that's crazy but brian it's your floor brother where do you want to start where do you want to go what'd you see last week what are you looking forward to next week I was looking at the schedule. The, the the games look very pathetic going into next week. I mean, there's really? not many interesting games at all. Maybe the Indy-Houston game, just because of the fact that Indy, if they lose to Houston, is going to be a big hit against them in that division. But, I mean, it really looks like almost like blowouts. I don't really see any real competitive games in what games that matter. I mean, if you're a Giant fan, you might be in their competitive games with, you know, 
pathetic teams in your in your NFC East division. But overall, I mean, it just looks like it's going to be a sad week weekend. Really? Hold on, I haven't looked at next week's games. You're telling me there's no good games. Get excited about. New Orleans and Atlanta ain't bad. I mean, Atlanta's coming off a big win, uh, and I believe New Orleans should win that game. But if Breeze isn't back, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, Listen, if this past weekend told us anything, just like we talked about earlier, Abe, it's that maybe Cleveland, Tennessee may happen, but they're not divisional. That's the Cleveland, Tennessee could be good. I'm looking. Yeah, this this week kind of sucks. You're right. See? Nothing really spicy out there. There's nothing that 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 I can do that says I have to watch this game. As a Giants fan, I'm going to be interested in Dallas and Baltimore on Tuesday. I, mean, I think we Baltimore. all know how that's going to end. Baltimore's going to be so easily hurt and possibly. What do you mean you know how that's going to go? Baltimore has not been playing well at all. Dallas true. has just been horrific, though. Very true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> but they won the last game, and a win ties them for first. That's the sad part. <laughs> Oh, it's always been sad, but what are I you going to do? I, know. I mean, right now, my attention's all on college right now. I mean, I just announced that the Notre Dame is automatically in the ACC championship game, which means they've actually canceled their last game against Wake Forest and uh, had Wake Forest play someone else because that was originally supposed to be played early in the season. So since Notre Dame's 9-0, and they don't have to worry about – they don't have to play this weekend against Syracuse. And it, you know they're automatically in. Even if they lose, they're automatically in the ACC championship. I love how Notre Dame is in the ACC championship game without being in the ACC. They are this year. <laughs> year. Is all is, is everything that you just mentioned all strictly because of the COVID stuff? They they specifically joined the ACC because of the COVID. So what happens is Notre Dame has a six game schedule traditionally with the ACC. They have a partial schedule. Their entire other sports programs all play in the ACC. Football is the only thing that's independent. So this year, because of the COVID and because Notre Dame plays so many teams from different conferences, and a lot of the conferences were going to go to self-conferences, Notre Dame negotiated to be a part of the ACC fully this year for football, which means they have an access to be for the first time in there ever to be a part of a conference championship. So they've made that conference championship in their first year in the ACC, and they'll either play most likely either Florida, uh, not Florida, I'm sorry, Miami or Clemson if Clemson loses this weekend. So if Clemson wins, which they should, it will be Notre Dame-Clemson part two. If Notre Dame wins, Clemson might be out of the college playoff altogether. If Notre Dame loses very closely, Notre Dame would still be in the college playoff, and you'd probably see a round three sometime in the playoffs. Um, we talked about this earlier, though, Brian. I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's great for Notre Dame, but what do you do if you're Clemson if uh, Mr. Lawrence doesn't want to play any more games? Oh, he's definitely going to finish out the season. He only talked about this past weekend because that was their last home game, I think. So that was their senior day. And even though he's not a senior, he was acting like it was his last time ever playing in Clemson. Because um, all the games now are going to be traveled, even if they're in the college playoff. Like, ACC championship game is not held in Clemson, it's going to be held, um, I believe, at North Carolina and the uh, the UNC Stadium or somewhere in that area um, where, like, Carolina Panthers game. Um, so the only issue is, and I know Daryl brought in uh, Ohio State, they may not actually get in Ohio State. They had, There's a minimum number of games they have to meet, and they are not meeting that right now because they've had two cancellations already. So I know Daryl, my buddy Daryl, mentioned that they if they get – 
to I think it's six games or seven games they can and they win them all they'll be in the college playoff because everybody ranks them preseason as being so high um but to me it's going to come down to Alabama which has a decent schedule going to the uh, SEC championship game there they should be in the college playoff Notre Dame possibly Clemson one of the two definitely and then it's really who's the fourth team um is it going to be Ohio State or is it going to be someone else sneaking in I see Florida. I mean, I don't know if you've watched any of the Florida they're games, but they're ranked number six right now. They are legit. The problem is, is though, I don't know if they can make the SEC championship game. I think they could or couldn't. Um, and that's the issue with Florida is that, and it's always been the issue with Notre Dame in the college playoffs because they don't normally play in a conference championship game. Um, usually it, it, you want to get to the conference championship game. So I think they lost to already and the same division and since sec does divisions uh that loss may take them out of the opportunity to be in it uh, they're a damn good team though i'll tell you that florida is playing really well guys do me a favor if you're watching the show right now take one second do me one huge favor and please hit that share button share this video right now make sure your friends know about devil's advocate sports talk again devil's advocate sports games is coming out where people can get involved and win prizes, play fantasy, Super Bowl boxes, the whole nine. That's coming out soon. So I need you guys, do me a favor, hit that share button for me. Get more people involved. Let's get more of an audience and have some fun. Uh, we're talking, we were just talking some college football, some pro football. Um, man, I, I again, I got to go back to this because, you know, watching and me and Brian have had this ongoing bet this year that, um, uh, Edwards Hilaire was going to do better than Aaron Jones, which I think I'm winning that. I, right I think you are overall. Um, really right. I mean, that brings up a, a great topic because I'm seeing all these running backs in the league all of a sudden stepping up, playing really well. Obviously, I think the best running back is is Derrick Henry. I don't think there's really uh, an argument. Some people were arguing about Dal Cook, but to me, he just doesn't stay healthy enough to be up there. But guys, if you could, what are the running backs out there we talked about Nick Chubb not getting recognized, right? That guy is so good. I think he's carrying the Browns right now. And he's got Hunt there in the backfield who's being more of a, a wide receiver. But what other running backs out there do you guys like? If you had to rank some of these guys, who would it be? Who would be on the top of your list? Well, I want to go back to your Nick Chubb thing. I mean, if you look at when Nick Chubb was out for those weeks, Kareem Hunt was putting up very similar numbers as the main back. So, is it really Nick Chubb or is it a combination of they have a really good offensive line that's actually built for the run? I don't know, but I mean, either way. I know, when I watch him run, even after first contact, it's not like the guy just goes down. I mean, he has, yeah. he, look at his stats in his whole career. He's awesome. Um, I know Christian McCaffrey, I get it, but he hasn't played much this year. Um, Mike Davis actually had a good season for him. Uh, but yeah, when McCaffrey's in there, um, I think McCaffrey. Geez, who would you rather have, Brian? Uh, Brian Scott? Would you rather McCaffrey or Henry? Henry's a beast, man. But McCaffrey, McCaffrey. can do so much. He he's yeah. like catching the ball coming out of the backfield. I mean, he's super. I mean, he's a superstar. Uh, and he's younger, right? I think Henry's been in the league a few more years. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, they're around the same time, but they're definitely. They? Uh, Henry this year, though, has just been off the charts. Like, he's been phenomenal. And he's been healthy. But I also, but the thing is, you got to wonder in the long term, I know Henry's been healthier. But, you know, when they start hitting that close to 30 years of age, 
McCaffrey's skill set might still be much better. I mean, uh, Henry's a, a bulldozer. So is yeah. that going to catch up to him in the next couple of years? Because if you look at it, he had holes in the middle. You, you watch him play, Brian, you don't see him get hit hard. You really don't. He doesn't get hit hard. For some reason, he has a way of he just He's got that awesome like... stiff arm, dude. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, But he runs between Throws the tackles. Off. <laughs> like, you see what's happening with Caffrey, though, right? He's a smaller dude. He's starting to get hurt. Running back's a Two tough years position, ago, man. Right? It's ground and pound, you know? And when, and when you're not running, you're blocking. It's just constant. Yeah, but you also got to think that uh, McCaffrey's also getting the extra. He's a he's a four down back, three down back. Henry is a three down back, but mostly is a two down back. So McCaffrey's out there. I would like to see uh, if anybody can look that up. the The percentage of times of snaps that McCaffrey's out per game versus like someone like Henry, um, because that's also the wear and tear. Like you know, both are decent block blockers. McCaffrey's a really actually a really good pass blocker, so he's never really coming out. Um, but I mean, Alvin Kamara, that's a good one. I mean, I see that Adam put Alvin out. Alvin Kamara is a good one too, man. But that's Kamara what you have with New Orleans Saints right now. You have one of the best backs in the NFL. And over the last couple of weeks, I know you have a running back as your quarterback, but it looks like Alvin Kamara has sort of taken a back seat to everything. And it's frustrating as a. I don't think they give him the ball enough. Yeah. I, I never thought they gave him the ball enough, even when, because he had Ingram there. Remember when Ingram was there a couple of years ago? They split time and then. When you saw Ingram left, I'm like, oh, man, Kamara's going to have sick numbers. And he had good numbers, but, I mean, with Michael Thomas catching 150 balls and Drew Brees, let's be honest, he just loves throwing the ball. I don't think they give Kamara the ball enough yeah. there. Like, just, look at last game. Uh, Thomas didn't do anything, and the ball was constantly going to Latavius Murray. And it's like, wh why? You have the one of the top, in my opinion, top three backs in the NFL why are you not utilizing? I know you're winning and blowing them out, but still. But it just, uh, that's the Sean Payton mentality, I think. Um, you know, so we'll see. Um, I like, I mean, there's not, I mean, I, Dalvin I, Cook, I, I like, if Dalvin Cook stayed healthy, he'd be right in the discussion in my mind with McCaffrey because the guy can do it all. He can run, he can catch. He's just injury prone. Who? I think that's my fault. Dalvin Cook. Oh, Dalvin Cook, yeah. I mean, he does that. He is a beast when he gets the ball and he's healthy and he just runs people over. He's like a combination of he's like taking McCaffrey and take Henry and put him together because he can run over people, he can run by people, he can catch the ball, he can do everything. He just gets hurt. There's a guy I like uh Arizona, Chase Edmonds, who's sort of quietly made himself a really good season this year as the supposed second back to Drake. You know, I like him, but he's more of a three down, uh, the third down back. Not the not the full three downs. You got a lot of good guys. Uh, again, we're forgetting about Elliott. We're forgetting about if, when he's healthy, of course, Saquon Barkley. But Barkley, to me, here's my point. And I'm a huge Giants fan. But if this guy doesn't come back and run and watch these guys run the ball, he needs to get north and south. Man, I am so sick and tired of watching Saquon Barkley try to bounce it outside all the time. He would be ten times the running back if he just stuck his nose and went north and south more true but i i he's nowhere near the category of of barry sanders he's not don't you think that's the same way people thought about barry sanders he was a boomer bust he was he would be stuck behind the line Barry sanders didn't have the side i think saquon has more girth to get it i mean look at mccaffrey mccaffrey runs the ball up the middle he goes between the tackles with success maybe it's a line difference i don't know but saquon's got to get north and south man that's just my opinion um, Zeke Elliott, 
again, having a, a down year this year. The fumbles, man. Oh, my God. This guy's fumbling like an unbelievable amount. I think it's is it just in his head, I guess, at this point. I, I just I think he's been overrated the last couple of years. I mean, you you always had Dallas had the, the best offensive line. And you bring up Zeke Elliott. I mean, to me, I just don't think he's always been that great. I think it's maybe a production uh, of the offensive line. Um, oh, Beth, Adam just said the same thing. Didn't even notice that. Um, <laughs> so, but I will say the one person I think that I am pissed off is not getting the ball, who I think could do better is, is Rojo, Ronald Jones Jr., uh, you know, I see. I think Fournette needs to get the ball more. I disagree. I think Fournette needs to take a back seat. Why? Fournette is awesome. Dude. I don't think so. I I think he's had one, maybe two decent or good years in the NFL. He's been in for the NFL for a while now, and I just think people over guess or overestimate how good he is. Um, but I would like to see more Ronald Jones. I mean, I I think for the last couple of years he's always been stuck. With the with the, the you know the running back by committee thing, he can't do what he wants to do. So, but maybe that's just me biased. I'm not a fan of uh, Leonard Fournette as much. What about you, Brian? What do you think? Very uh, quiet right now. Yeah, you know this is not my thing. I'm more of the <laughs> injury guy. But uh, <laughs> I think all the all the all the players you mentioned, they're all great. Like I think this year though, I think Henry's probably stood out above the rest of them. I mean, he's just been sick. Yeah, but you think about it. just last week we were talking about that Dalvin Cook in that one way. You know, he had a monster week last weekend, two weekends ago, and now Henry has the monster weekend. So uh, to me, it's give and take each week now. He's been uh, Henry's been pretty consistent though. He hasn't and he hasn't missed any time. True, true. What about uh, to get off football? Are you guys okay with maybe? Uh, have you been keeping up with the NBA? Because I wanted to ask Brian about this. Like, what is the NBA's plan? They start. They're, they're already putting out their Christmas schedule. Like, what is their plan with all, everything going on with COVID? And I know the NHL is still figuring out. They don't, they've now pushed it back to January. Correct. So from what I've read, the NHL is going January 1 is supposed to be, I guess, the start of their preseason or whatever. Or I don't even know if they've actually come up with actual dates and an actual schedule yet. Yeah, there's they're still like that. in meetings and stuff. And they're looking to, I think, solidify a schedule by January 1st. The NBA supposedly is starting preseason games like another week or two. And I think every team's playing like five or six. Some teams might be playing one or two more games for the preseason. And it's going to be like a, I think the Knicks, for example, are playing like Chicago in Chicago and then in, again in New York and they're doing like a back and forth. And then maybe they're playing one other team. So it's only like four, uh, six games, but against like two teams. So it's kind okay. of weird, some I weird just type of preseason. The Warriors, just, uh, two guys had COVID on the Warriors already. They had to shut, shut their practice facilities down. Yeah, I mean... Uh, if they can do the bubble thing, I mean, the what the way they did it for the playoffs was actually phenomenal. Them and the NHL. You can't, have every team. Right. you can't have every team in the bubble. And that's the problem. So it's. I heard, I heard for, I don't know, I think it's for the NHL, it might be for the NBA. One of the possibilities was doing a, uh, you know, you play for two weeks and then you're off for a week so you can spend time with your family. So you're in a bubble. Like this was for the NHL if they were going to go to a more of a bubble side instead of playing at every stadium that you would do two weeks in a bubble and then you get a week off of uh, without games for your team so they can get everybody in. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. The only thing I, I do know is that supposedly the Toronto Raptors, and I'm not sure about the NHL Toronto teams are going to be playing in Orlando. The Raptors are going to make Orlando their home. And I think it's going to be where they actually had the bubble in Orlando. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Canada, that's where I think hockey is going to have the issue. Cause I'm not, yeah. I think Canada still has higher restrictions on Correct. everything with COVID. 
So you have six NHL teams that they're probably figuring out what they're going to do with them too. Yeah. Um, So I don't, it's kind of still pretty much up in the air with the NHL Uh, NBA, man, they've got to figure it out. They got to figure it out quick because it's happening. It's happening. Uh, I haven't heard. The NBA showed you that the bubble system works, but like I said, unfortunately you just can't have every team in the NBA playing a bubble. So that's the problem. And what I don't understand is why they don't do like a regional thing. Like, why don't they do like the NCAA tournament where they have like a regional location and then just do regional bubbles, right? Do a Western, well, two Western conference or three Western conference ones, one, two, three Eastern conference ones. I don't know. Yeah, because the NBA still needs teams need revenue, and the biggest fifty percent of the revenue comes from ticket sales. And I think they planned on having some fans. Yeah. So I think the owners don't want that. I mean, I think they're hoping that with the vaccine coming out in just a couple of weeks, even though it's not going to be out to the general public for a while, I think they're going to be able to to get some people in the stands and then make some kind of money. Because if they don't, they're going to be losing money. Well, I don't I don't think I mean, that's I read an article for NHL. Like, that's not even a possibility for the first few months. And NHL starting two or three a month after two months after the NBA is like they're hoping by the playoffs that they would have the NHL is hoping that by the playoffs they can have fans to have the Stanley Cup playoffs have fans. So um, here's a question. <laughs> Do the Knicks make the playoffs this year? No, but anything's possible in that eight, seven seed. I think they got a shot at the eight seed. I really do. Dude, there's so many new players. I don't even know what to expect. Yeah. I mean, they just, just got a whole new roster. I'm looking forward to how Thibodeau handles this team. I want to see what happens with Barrett. I want to see what happens with uh, Mitchell Robinson. I'm excited about Thibodeau, though. I love him as a coach. I wouldn't love to play for him, <laughs> but I, I love him as the Knicks coach because he is going to whip that ass. I don't know, I don't ass, know how you can't be excited for Obi Toppin. I mean, the dude is from New York. He wanted to come here. He's excited to be here. You got a new coach in Thibodeau. You got a bunch of young players that's showing some promise. And uh, R.J. Barrett, he's got a chip on his shoulder for not being named to the rookie team, man. He's pissed. So hopefully he used that to his advantage. I mean, I'm excited for for basketball. I'm I think they're just the lacking some some um, veteran leadership because I yeah. feel like the team's really young, which is great. Could be exciting, but well, that's what Tito uh, could provide. Exactly. You know, yeah, Tito exactly. can do that as a senior. My thing is, does he have the patience, you know, to do this rebuild to uh, do it? Because you know they want some success. Because if anything. They're still that the Knicks, and they want to go for a superstar. So you never know what they might try to do at the deadline. You never know what they're going to be doing. You want to make it attractive for the free agency next year. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of basketball, though, I have to ask you guys, what do you think of the reports of Harden playing in Brooklyn? He wants to play with KD and Kyrie to win a championship. I am so sick and tired of these guys joining other guys just to win a championship. What do you guys think about that one? I think it's horrendous. That's ridiculous. First off, I think Kyrie's going to want out of there in two weeks. Right. Absolutely. Kyrie's already, I I don't think Kyrie even likes the idea of playing with Durant, except he knows he needs him to win a title. I think Kyrie and Durant is more of a, like he saw Durant giving it up a little bit more to Curry and is more shareable with the ball. So like he can do that. Like he'll, he'll play with him. But now you add a third person that's a ball hog. I, I don't see how that's even possible. If I, if I was Houston, I would say, screw you. I'm not doing it. You're gonna, you're, you want to leave us? I'm going to put you where I want to put you. That's exactly sure. what I would do. I would say, we're going to get for you as much as we can get. If you're leaving, then we're going to get as much as we can get for you. And 
if it, if it is New Jersey, then so be it. But I don't think he goes there, and I don't think they have a chance to win just because Harden plays with KD and Kyrie. Kyrie's always injury-prone. He's proven it time and time again. He's missed a significant amount of time each year due to injuries, and not small injuries, too. And KD's coming off of Achilles tendon surgery, man. He hasn't played competitively in God knows long how long time. now. It's got to be at least 18 months, if not closing in on close to two years. I mean, it's been so long. He's been out for so long. Uh, I really question whether or not he's actually lost a step and what kind of game he's going to be playing, if it's going to be the same KD. Does it really matter in the the NBA East? I mean, does it really matter in the Eastern Conference? I mean, you still have some quality teams, but there's no dominant team where you sit there and go, like the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. Clippers, where the superstars are just, it's just laden with them. So to me, anybody in the East with qu- decent quality, I mean, they- I think Boston will still be good. They'll be up there. Toronto will um, be up there. Who knows about Philly, man? Philly can go either way. They either can be good or they could be terrible. They're they're an enigma. Uh, the 76ers. Toronto, surprisingly, still good. Yeah, but you're right. It's all about the West, man. With, with when when Leonard went to the Clippers, it now it's just whoever wins the West is going to win. That's it. I just, I just really just don't like this imbalance. And like I, I my uh, Kevin says about the NBA stars, superstars are babies. And this is why I, I argue with people all the time about the current NBA is there is no, no gut. There's no, I want to do this on my own kind of thing. And it's like, you know, and that is exactly why LeBron James will never be in my mind considered the best ever is because. Yeah. He left for championships, and he continues to do it. But I would have, you know what? I actually would have respected him if he went to L.A. and did not force the hand of a trade to get a big star there because that first year, he the team looked bad. And if you took that team and put him to the NBA Finals and maybe won a championship with that team without getting it, A.D., I actually would have been more respectful of him because he did something like that. Think about it. What's worth more, just a championship or a homegrown championship, right? You're a Yankee fan, right? The biggest thing with the Yankees was all their championships in the 90s, all those guys were homegrown except for maybe Clemens and another guy. All those guys, Jeter, Posada, Pettit, all those guys, you guys brought up through the farm system and it meant so much more that you won with those guys. What LeBron's doing, what Harden wants to do, what KD's doing, all these guys are just losing respect. But listen, guys, I'm up against it. I'm going to let both of you go because I need to get to my guy who's been out for a while and uh, before I leave, I got to get to him. So thanks for showing up, guys. Hey, share the show. Brian Scott in North Carolina. Brian Eichen in Long Beach. Enjoy the week. Watch college football. <laughs> watch college football. That's what I said, guys. Watch college football, damn it. Thank you. <laughs>
So tune in again next week. I'll have an injury update with uh, NFL and other sports as uh, NBA looks like it's going to be starting very soon. And um, thanks for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay active. 